You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, along with Steve Geller, as always. And as promised, we are bringing in J.C. Allen, reporter slash writer for Sports Illustrated, Bucks game day, going to get us ready for week four, Saints Bucks at the Superdome. And my first question, J.C., if you were, if you were handicapping it, what's the over-under on how long it takes for Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans to get into a fight? Oof. Mm. <laughs> Well, they don't play on special teams, so the kickoff is out of the question. But depends you on never know. Who, depends <laughs> on who gets if the Bucks get the ball first. You're looking at maybe three plays in. <laughs> yeah, because I'll never forget that like, that was such a strange game. It was so close, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, two of the best players on each team are suddenly not yeah. here anymore, and it seemed to change. But you know, in more seriousness, what have you seen from the? Baker Mayfield offense so far it's funny because you look at all these you look at the Saints and they went from the Drew Brees era to Jameis to now Derek Carr and the Bucks are kind of doing that they thought they were enough to do it last year and then suddenly they didn't and now they're on Baker Mayfield so how has that gone so far? yeah it's it's had its ups and downs I, I think Baker Mayfield when you look at his career never really got a fair shake seven different head coaches six different offensive coordinators before he came to Tampa it's really hard for anyone to excel in that kind of atmosphere the last time he did have an excellent season was in 2020 in a similar system that Dave Canales is running here in Tampa. And he's been really good, um, you know, on third down against pressure. He threw his first interception of the year this past weekend, but done a really good job at avoiding sacks, extending plays, only sacked three times on the season. So it's still a work in progress. They're still all learning this offense together. Uh, They started with a really slow install in the offseason. Then they're still installing and kind of figuring out how everything works together. The offensive line is still gelling together. So I, I think we've only kind of seen a, a tip of what the offense could be. Now, again, again, you know, 
there's a lot of young players and young pieces on this team. You have the stalwarts like the Mike Evans and, and like the Chris Godwin on the outside, but the rest of these guys are still finding their way as NFL players. You know, some a lot of them are second-year guys or rookies and having to be relied upon for an impact. So I, I think it started well, you know, 2-0. That Eagles game was one that not many people, unless you were kind of delusional, thought the Bucks were going to win. They kept it interesting early on with a couple, you know, really tight stops down in the in the red zone, and, and then it kind of just all fell apart from there. I don't know if it was the rain or, or a combination of this, that Eagles team just being so dominant on the front seven. But, you know, this is an opportunity I think Bucks fans look, and, you know, Derek Carr not potentially being the, the quarterback this week might be able to kind of get back on track before their super early week five bye week. What is the general feeling from fans about the whole departure, obviously, Jameis Winston, and now that potential, you know, probably going to see him I, 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 on, on Sunday. I don't see how Carr ends up playing in this game. I don't care what grade the sprain is kind of <laughs> deal, <laughs> it, unless it just was something so minor that happened in Green Bay, but it certainly doesn't seem that way, at least. But ju- just the overall, I'm wondering – what do folks think of with Jameis Winston? Is it is it kind of like the it'll be like a happy homecoming for him? <laughs> I, I think it's torn. I think there's like a good like twenty to twenty five percent who feel the same way that I just spoke about Baker that Jameis didn't really get a fair shot at all, um, and that you know he was he should still be the franchise quarterback, and the Bucks did him dirty and everything like that. And you just look at your your supporters. The other. 75% is like, okay, well, we've got two interceptions coming this week already, so book those down. And, you know, Jameis is going to find ways to beat himself and take the Saints out of this a la week two of last year. So a lot of Bucks fans are kind of looking at their chops at a game that me going into the season personally, I had this as a loss. Now I'm starting to reevaluate Jameis Winston at quarterback and Derek Carr, two different guys. Yeah, we seem to have like this – really intense i think it's really the one side that this this Jameis support staff especially i don't know if you've seen him on twitter mr Jameis one of one. Oh yeah got uh, to a yeah, few times with him yeah he's happy to jump on any kind of stat and twist it any way to seem like Jameis is like a definitely a future hall of famer <laughs> it's funny because Jameis. i've always said this thing about Jameis. is he's got all the talent in the world yeah. the, the decision making is what's held him back his entire Absolutely. career. Continues to hold him back. If you know, you put a processor on him, like you know, and I know it's rare, you know, like Mahomes or you know someone like that, and he can make all the throws. He can avoid the pressure. He can scramble. He just makes bad decisions, and it goes all the way back to his time at FSU, goes to his time with the with the Buccaneers, and certainly you know since he's been with the Saints, it's been an up and down roller coaster ride. Whenever he's been relied upon as a starter. Yeah, I've always said I feel like he would be he would be able to thrive in an offense like Josh McDaniels where he's going to make the call and you're going to run the play and it like whereas Derek Carr didn't work in that scenario because he wants to be making his own decisions at the line. I think it's the opposite for Jameis. Like you have the talent and you just need someone to be like, no, do this. And I think Sean Payton did that. I think that's why it kind of worked that first year under Sean Payton and it's not under Pete Carmichael. But uh, let's let's kind of change track here. One thing that stood out to me, obviously the the Bucks didn't practice on Wednesday. They had a walkthrough. So there's only so much you can take away from an estimated injury report. But 
you know, the names on this injury report, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, well, uh, I'll skip over Servassier, Dennis. I don't even know if I'm saying that name right. Clyde Jacanti, the first round pick, Vita Vea, Devin White. I mean, these are top and Might names on this defense a lot. The only one who actually practiced limited was Carlton Davis. You know, what injuries do you think are actually a concern? These guys might miss the week. How, you know, what, what is kind of your read on that? Because, you know, if all those guys aren't out there, that's a, that's a huge blow for the Bucks defense. Right. I think Kalaja Kansi, Savasi, and Dennis, you ruled those guys out right away. Bucks held practice today. Yesterday was more of a walkthrough, so it's like, you know, you're estimating. But Vita Vey was not at the, the public viewing of practice this morning. So that's a guy to follow up on dealing with a pectoral injury. I, I honestly think they're going to be without both starting cornerbacks, Jamel Dean wow. and Carlton Davis. I reported a few weeks ago Carlton Davis is dealing with turf toe. They refused to confirm it over there. One buck place, but you know how teams are. But, you know, that's something that usually it's minimum. You got the bye week coming. Does, does it make sense to put him out there? I know Carlton Davis is doing everything in his power to get ready to go because – much like Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, he's got a little thing that he wants to revisit, I'm sure, with Michael Thomas, who hasn't been playing in the last two years due to his injury. So He was um, there last year. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> early In week one, yeah, for a little bit. But he wasn't yeah. himself. Michael, he, oh, no. it's week two, rather. Mike Thomas was not in himself in week two. And then he ended up missing the rest of the season shortly after that. But, um, yeah, he's going to try to get it, get through it. But, again, you know, Bull said, i got to see him run. And I just don't know. I want to win this game. But at what cost, you know, at, at that kind of point? Your bye week is week five. That means you have 13 straight games to get through. Do you want to – turf toe, you don't mess around with it. Do you want to re-injure that? Or I don't – you know, I don't think you do. So I think Devin White plays. I, I think everybody else on that. I think Vita Vea Ve, still plays. Maybe he's on a limit, bit more of a limited snap count. But I don't think they'll be with, with both starting cornerbacks. If Carlson Davis goes and it's going to be a game-time decision type deal and it's going to be, well, we got nothing else. So who, who would be out there? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or if both cornerbacks don't go, Zion, who would you be looking at? It'd be Zion McCollum and D. Delaney. Um, and they have Derek Pitts, Derek Pitts, rather, who they signed as an undrafted free agent, more of a special teams guy. And they would probably, they brought in two players, William Jackson the third, who, you know, first-round pick from Cincinnati, signed with Washington last year at a bulging disc issue. Signed for like three years, $40 million with Washington last year. Ended up getting traded to the Steelers and didn't play, and then they brought in another guy, I forget, he had some limited other end of the spectrum, undrafted free agent, but had some starts under his belt. So maybe they'd sign one of those guys. Bowles has been able to, in the past, get guys like Richard Sherman, Pierre Desir off the street and get them ready to go in just a few days' notice. So I think, you know, today is Thursday. they got one more game. We'll know today by, A, the injury report a little bit, and if they make a signing for someone to come in tomorrow where these guys are at. You know, I, I think if one of them plays, it's going to be Carlton. I just think if, if you're playing Carlton, it's out of necessity, not because you want necessarily want to play him. I think they would rather him sit one more week, have the full bye week and, and two weeks, you know, off before the Lions come to town for Creamsicle Day. But they might need him to go 
no matter what. So, uh, JC, our run game over here hasn't been anything to talk about. And I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Bucks numbers too. What's, what's going on with uh, the rushing attack at Tampa this year? Uh, yeah, it, it's just the offensive line still kind of gelling together a little bit. You know, they're not getting a lot of push. The pass blocking has been really good, but they're not getting a lot of push in the run game. It, it's been aided by the running backs kind of trying to do too much, you know, trying to hit that home run every play, dance a little bit, and not just taking that one cut and going, uh, you know, sac- giving up, you know, trying to get five yards and giving up the, you know, five extra yards and, and giving up the three yards or the four yards, you know, so um, that's presented in front of you. So it's one of these things they're going to continue to stick with. They're not going to just abandon the run altogether. Sure. They want to have balance. They want to wear teams down and, and burn, you know, seconds off the clock, but it has to get better. They're one of the worst teams in the league right now. The yards per carry is second worst in the league. Um, and it starts up front with the big boys. Uh, they got to do a better job of getting some push. Last week, you, you saw improvement in week two. Last week was going to be tough no matter what. I mean, that rotation front seven for Philadelphia is just, it's illegal. <laughs> it should be at least. Yeah, so you know, you look at the Bucks depth chart and you see the wide receivers, and obviously Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, that's you know top of the line. Yeah, you're, you'd be hard pressed to find a better duo in the NFL. Behind that, who who is it right now? It's Trey Palmer, uh, former LSU guy, uh, right. former Nebraska guy. He uh, it, it was kind of even between him and Devin Tompkins the first two weeks, but he really edged out the snaps in week three, and he's going to be that uh, that wide receiver three kind of going forward. Uh, he's got the speed to stretch the field, which is nice to have on there. Uh, but they'll still use a rotation. You know, one week it might be Kate Otten getting the bulk of those wide, those you know third snaps behind Evans and Gowan. Could be the running backs. It could be Palmer. Um, they don't have a guy who's literally necessarily locked into that role yet. But Trey Trey Palmer's got the early beat on that. And you know, if he continues to make plays and. Again, he's a rookie, though, too. So it's one of those things where he ran the wrong route that would have been a surefire touchdown uh, against uh, against the Bears. And I was just kind of like, what were you doing there? You know, <laughs> uh, kind of gave up on a route. So there's going to be some growing pains with him, too. But uh, they're, they're comfortable with their room. If they need a veteran, they've got David Moore in the practice squad who they'll call up. What are, I guess, the you would say, like a calling card of a Todd Bowles team? You know, since I know his now. He's been around since, what, 2019, obviously, with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, second year as head coach, but what, what's been the biggest difference having him around leading the way? I think he's kind of changed the culture a little bit uh, this season as far as, as coaching style pressure. I mean, you know, Todd, you're going against Todd Bowles, you're getting pressure, and it's coming from everywhere, and he's going to disguise it, and you're not going to know who's dropping in coverage. I mean, he drops Vita Vea in coverage and sends, <laughs> you, know, you know, lines up Levante David as a defensive tackle, nose tackle. So, yeah. like, you never know what he's doing, but as far as coaching, you know, I think one of the biggest things on him was in-game management. And I've been really impressed with his in-game management so far this year. He had some blunders last year, but like I like I said coming into the season, you know, good coaches, good players, review the film, learn from it, and get better from it. And it seems like he's done that so far this year. Um, I, I think the culture that he's bringing now that he's kind of been able to establish it, remember last year when he took over, it was April 30th. He couldn't put his own stamp on this team. The, the staff was in place. Free agency was over there, prepping for the draft. Even this year, you know, 42% of the Bucks cap space right now is going to players who are not playing on this team, whether that's due to injury or dead money. 42%. Wow. It's crazy. So he still hasn't really been able to put his input on the team. 
you know, they've had to rely on a bunch of rookies, 13 rookies on this team, six of them undrafted free agents. You know, they've got four guys who are in basically starter roles as rookies. So, you know, he hasn't been able to, but he's got the team buying in, the culture. One of the biggest things for this team is, and they're grateful for everything that Brady brought. Obviously, a Super Bowl, national recognition, three straight trips to the playoffs, two straight NFC South titles. But when you reference the Bucks the last three years, it wasn't just the Buccaneers. It was Brady and the Bucks. And, you know, some players kind of got tired of that. You know, we're a team here. And I think that team camaraderie, team culture, team, you know, bonding and everything like that, you know, some players got a little bit too big for their britches. Uh, a, a little, their heads got a little bit big. And I think that's what he's brought back is that this is a team. We're going to win as a team. We're going to lose as a team. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things that he's brought back, um, you know, as a, as, as, a, as a head coach in the second year. All right. I think my internet's working again. So that's a good start for me personally. <laughs> JC Allen, reporter, writer for Sports Illustrated Bucks Game Day. I know you're a busy guy, so I really do appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Pleasure to come on, guys. Thanks again to JC Allen for coming on. You know, this matchup is going to be fun. Uh, the Bucks Saints matchups are always fun. Cam Jordan would say it's not a rivalry um because that's what he says about all the nfc south teams because uh you know he's likes to likes to gripe but hey the bucks beat the saints twice last year he says he doesn't remember either game he's lying so it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun uh so i'm looking forward to it but that's gonna wrap up this segment here on inside black and gold we're gonna come back we're gonna go through x factors for that game get into some notes from some of the film i watched throughout the week i can't play them because our powers at B have decided that's the battle they're going to fight, not uh, trying to fix the stock price or anything like that. Um, so that's an Odyssey dig, not a WWL dig, but we'll, we'll move on. We're going to come right back. Follow us on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak, at Steve Geller, WWL, and at Saints underscore pod. This is Inside Black and Gold. Who that? Go Saints. Let's go. Let's go.